You're listening to Be Well with B, where I aim to uplift you through encouragement, information, and the Word of God, while promoting wellness of the spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Brittany Neesmith, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we will discuss how God will arise and rescue you, at the same time strengthen you to fight for yourself. With that being said, let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite Psalms, which is Psalm 18. David wrote this uh, as a song to the Lord on the day he was delivered from his enemies and from the hand of Saul. I will be reading the New King James Version. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The pangs of death surrounded me. The floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and I cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken. Because he was angry, smoke went up from his nostrils, and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. And he rolled upon a cherub and flew. He flew upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His canopy around him was dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him, his thick clouds passed with hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord thundered from heaven. And the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered the foe, lightnings in abundance, and he vanquished them. Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were uncovered. At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils, he sent from above. He took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He recompensed me, for I have kept the ways of the Lord. And have not wickedly departed from my God, for all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also blameless before him, and I kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. With the merciful you show yourself merciful, with the blameless man you will show yourself blameless. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. 
With the devious, you will show yourself shrewd, for you will save the humble people, but you will bring down haughty looks, for you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness, for by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of deer and sets me on high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has helped me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. I have wounded them so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. For you have armed me with the strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. You have also given me the necks of my enemies, so that I destroyed those who hated me. They cried out, but there was none to save, even the Lord, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them as fine as the dust before the wind. I cast them out like dirt in the streets. You have delivered me from the strivings of the people. You have made me the head of the nations. A people I have not known shall serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they obey me. The foreigners submit to me. The foreigners fade away. And they become frightened from their hideouts. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. It is God who avenges me and subdues the people under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. Great deliverance he gives to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. So this scripture, I did not want to paraphrase because this one, each line is specific to life, right? So David in his situation, he was, David was always under attack, okay? We know this, you know, those most of us know this. Let me say it that way. David always had a situation to where someone's coming for his life, for his, his throne, just for him in general, be it who he thought someone who loved him, which was Saul, to his own children. He was always being attacked. David was a man of war. David was a fighter. He was not a pushover. Okay, he's the same one as as a teenager walked up to a giant and killed him and cut off his head. So David isn't soft, but David is in distress. Okay, there are times in our lives that things go on that's out of our control. There are things sometimes that pile up on us. You know, we may not deal with it the way we think we are dealing with it or that we should be dealing with it. And we allow things to pile up one thing after the other. And then before you know it, you're under distress. 
And so David was under distress and he cried out to the Lord. And that's what we have to do. When we get to a point where there are things, there are just some things that we can't do. For most of all, we just can't do anything outside of God. We can't breathe. We, you know, we did not wake ourselves up. So we have to submit and commit those things over to God. The Bible says to cast your cares onto the Lord. You have to cast your cares onto God. And this is a perfect example of what it looks like to cast your cares onto the Lord. David did this and it told you exactly what happened when he did it. David cried out to God, cast his cares to God. God heard him. God heard him. God got angry and God came out of heaven to fight for him. And he's going to do this. God is the same, right? He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow and forever. He's the same. And if he would do it for David, he will do it for us. There are situations that are going on right now, even in my life, that I can't have no control over. All I could do is give it to God. Once I have given it to God and I've cried out in my distress, or you cried out in your distress, like, all right, God, this is too much for me. I need you to step in. And he hears you. And then he will come down out of heaven to fight your foes. And your foes could be people. Your foes could be a situation. Your foe can be yourself sometimes, to be honest. Your foe can be just your the strongholds and thoughts in your mind. But God comes down out of heaven to break them. And not only to break them, he makes a big show of it, right? And then he teaches you. On uh, verse 11, I'm sorry, verse 34 says, He teaches my hands to make a war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. He teaches you. So God's not only going to come down and fight for you. He's going to show you how to fight for yourself. He's going to teach you to do it. Teach your hands to make war. And how do you make war? I guess situations. After you cry out to God, you use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That is what you're intended to use to make war. You use your mouth to pray, to call things that are not as though they are, to call things into existence, to call things out of the heavens into earth. Because you are to bind, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. You have to open up your house. You have to use the tools that are given to you. And God's not going to just let you sit here and flounder and, and buckle under the pressure and get crushed under your distress. He comes down. And he shows you. Now back in the Old Testament. God came down. But lucky for us. We have the Holy Spirit. Who is always with us. So God comes down. The Holy Spirit comes. He encourages you. He comforts you. And he also brings words and the scriptures up to your remembrance. Which requires you to read the Bible. Okay. You have to read the Bible in order to have a sword. If the sword of the spirit is the word of God, you're going to have to have some word to fight with. That just is what it is. You're going to have to. And then it goes down further. One of my favorites is that he, he, he beats his foe, his, his enemies up. He grinds them to dust and he throws them out like dirt. That's one of my favorite lines. I don't know why that gets me. It just gets me every time though. So the same people who was just distressing him are the same people that he turns around, chases them down, beats them down, grinds them down, and then throws them out like trash. Okay. 
that's your situation. That's the people. That's the the financial issues. That's the health issues. That's the mental issues. That's the emotional issues. That is the, uh, you know, if the government did something that now affects you, that is the your neighbors. That is your family members. That is whatever the distress and the foe is that you're dealing with. You rise up. Your arms are now have been strengthened. You are now strong enough to ground people <laughs> down as fine as dust. So you cast them out like dirt in the streets. So after all that, if you paid attention in the beginning, it was God coming down and fighting. Right? He came down. He he breathed his breath. He blew open the ocean, which we know is however far deep, your entire life deep, right? He blew it open so the foundation of the earth was seen. Right? Mind you, he's the one who made the earth. So he knew how far he had to breathe down. All of that, exposing everything from top to bottom, right? He exposed it. Then he strengthened your hands and showed you how to war. Then after that, he doesn't mention God fighting anymore, right? It's because God has strengthened him and made his way perfect. Now it's up to you. This is when you pick it up. This is when you step up. Now it's up to you to go fight. God is giving you the strength. He's giving you the tools. He showed you what to do. So now you have to get up and fight. And that's when you pursue your enemies. You pursue the situation. For example, like I've been under a lot of distress. Subconsciously. Because consciously, I'm not distressed. Consciously, I'm just going about my day. Right? Did that ever happen to you? You're going about your day. Everything's fine. You're your mind or your business and then one small thing sends you into a spiral of what is going on around here and you just start spazzing out and you're like everybody's looking like what's wrong with you like calm down it's not that deep it's not that deep to you but you haven't been walking in my shoes for a last however long last few weeks last few months last few years whatever it is that we you know secretly like pin up like okay i'll deal with this situation later put a pin in it you put it on your board i'll deal with this emotion later don't put a pin in it put it on the board you look up and then your board is full of pins and you haven't dealt with a single thing you haven't cast a single care onto the lord so you're putting a pin in it not casting it so you're holding on to it when you pin it you didn't cast it out like a fishing line so god go ahead take care of it you go ahead give that to you over there god you didn't do that you pinned it so you pinned it up, you pinned it up, and you pent it up inside of yourself. So when the last little straw hits you, the camel's back has been broken. Now that the camel's back is broken, now everybody's getting it, and these people are looking at you like you're like you're crazy. Like why are you acting up? Why are you? Why, it's not that deep. Well, I'm sorry. What happened to you? You know, everyone's trying to figure out what's going on, but you are walking around. You've told no one of the the magnitude or how many pins is in your board you might mention one or two pins not the fact that you actually have 50 not the other 48 pins you didn't mention none of those because you're trying to deal with it on your own you're trying to handle it on your own and that is not how we're set up we're not set up to handle these things on our own whoops we're set up to give that stuff to god 
And what God does, because he, in his infinite wisdom, he sends people. Okay, he sends people to help you. He sends the Holy Spirit to help you. And the Holy Spirit, what he does is reminds you of what's inside of you. He shakes you up. He comforts you. Especially depending on the type of distress you're in. You know, if you're in emotional distress or whatever. He comforts you. And it's, there's a different type of feeling. You get a nice healing. Like, okay, maybe life isn't all that bad. Maybe it's not a whole conundrum. It's not an existential crisis. It's just, you know, in your head, a medium crisis now. You know, but the whole point is to make it not a crisis at all. And then he walks you through the steps. So the same steps we've been talking about this that entire time. Which usually ends up being separating yourself, pray, give it to God, enforce the word of God in your life, and then move forward. Forgiving yourself, forgiving others, right? Allowing things to be what they are and knowing that God is always going to complete what he has started. He is always going to be there next to you and be with you. This is one of my favorite songs because I I personally really enjoy David. David reminds me of myself. Right? Where you're very like you're sitting here writing songs. Very artsy. Very in your feelings. Very, you know, in tune with how you feel. You have these these elaborate conversations with God, but you're also a fighter. Like I will also go cut a giant's head off. You know what I mean? Like you're soft and hard at the same time. Soft and strong. Gentle and firm. You know, it's it's, it's the opposite, but inside of a same one person, which is a lot to deal with sometimes. A lot of feelings to deal with. But it's true. He, he reminds me of me. So if you want to go cut off a, a giant's head, go gone. Head cut off. But when you're stressed out or frustrated or feeling a type of way, then you get in your feelings and you could talk those feelings out and actually elaborate on those feelings to God. Like, hey, this is what's going on. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Or, hey, this is how I feel. So, God, I need you to arise in my life. I need you to do this. I need you to do that for me, your child, the one you chose. I didn't choose myself. I didn't make myself. You chose me. You made me. Then the next thing you know, here comes God. Doing what he said he's going to do, which is always have your back. Doing what he says he's going to do, which is always going to win. Being over all your, your problems. God is outside of all of these things, so he is greater and stronger and bigger than anything that we're dealing with. Any feeling, any situation, any person, any uh, structure, anything that you're dealing with, God is bigger, stronger, and greater than all of that. He can tear it down if it needs to be tore down. He can mend it if it needs to be mended. He can heal it if it needs to be healed. He can provide for it if it needs to be provided for. That's what God is. He is everything and all things at the same time. I enjoy it because... David said, God, I'm hurting. These people are trying to kill me. Not just everybody, you know, you know, the regular, regular haters. But then this man over here who was, you know, I loved him. And I thought he loved me. Now he's trying to kill me. 
that guy over there. So I'm very distressed about that because that doesn't more, you know, that's not just a, oh, I'm mad at him. Like that's a hurt. That's a different type of hurt. Like somebody I cared about now he's trying to kill me, you know? So he's telling God, this is what's going on. And God hears. God comes out like, oh, not only do I hear, he's mad, mad. Like mad, mad. Like you doing what? So God comes down, does what he need to do, riding on a cherub. Do y'all know what a cherub is? The cherub are the things that fly around saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. Almighty, holy, 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 back and forth to each other. Okay? I need y'all to look up what a cherub is. It's not them babies with the angel wings. Okay? These are some beasts. These are some creatures. Okay? And he rides one of them things. I'm like, how do you even ride it? Because the way you describe it, like it sees, like it has eyes everywhere. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how that works. It's God. That's that's a whole thing. Like, read Ezekiel, I think, sees them. And Isaiah sees them. I even say John sees them in Revelation. I think they're seen several times. Cherubs are in the throne room. Four, four, four different heads. Wings. Okay. I'm going to say one, two, three, three sets of wings. Yeah. And they call back and forth to each other. I'm just saying. He rides one of those things. And he comes down to fight your enemies. God who made them things and you gets on one of them. Bows. He says it bows the heavens. Imagine what that looks like. Like he just pulls it up and bows the heavens to come down on your behalf. Because you're that important to God. Your your situation, you feel like it's a small situation or someone trying to make you feel like a small situation, but you feel like it's a big situation. You're important enough for God. You, out of the 7, 8 billion people on this earth, you are important enough to have the heavens bowed for you for God to come down and fight for you. You are. This is This is the God of the angel armies. He didn't even send nobody this time. He came himself. There are some things we go through. God is not finna send nobody. He gonna come on. He's coming. God's coming. Imagine you're sitting there with your situation. You don't know what to do. You don't know how you're gonna move it. You don't know how you're gonna maneuver it. But then you go, hey, I'm supposed to give this over to my father. Hey, dad, this is what's going on. I feel this way about the situation. I don't know what to do, but I know I'm supposed to cast my care onto you and I'm going to give it to you. And I do. And then when he hears about the situation, depending on the situation, whatever's going on, he gets mad about the situation. Man, up, step foot down here. You're that important. Remember, he numbered the hairs on our head. He he knows he has the members of our body in a book in case we need a new one. Okay, he has it in the book. He will replace a whole member of your body. Don't believe me? Read the Bible. It says it. I'm just saying. Everything about us, God knows. Each individual, eight plus billion humans, He knows every single thing. He's also the same God that created all the creatures. He knows about them. He knows about all of it. Right. But out of all that, you know, infinite things to be concerned about, God is also still just concerned about you. He's just, he's still just concerned about, you know, the test that you have to go take. He's still concerned about um, the interview that you have. 
later on. He's still concerned about uh, if you are going to be able to get this car. He's still concerned about um, how your coworkers or your boss are treating you. He's still concerned about how you feel like your teacher is talking to you. He's still concerned about if you're going to be able to have this baby. He's still concerned about if the girl's going to say yes when you propose. He's concerned about all the things that you are concerned about because he loves you enough to come down, fight, and then teach you how to fight. So not only, it's like he didn't just teach him how to fight, like, you know, put your hands up. You know how people like uncle to somebody, oh, let me show you how to fight. No, he didn't do that. He taught him how to fight enough to where he beat his foe. He chased them. The people that was chasing him chased them. He chased them back down, beat them down. Said, God, give me the necks of my enemies. You know what I mean? I'm put my foot on your neck. Okay. I don't know if that's where the phrase comes from, but I do enjoy saying it. Foots on necks. Okay. Foot on neck, on, on the enemy's neck, beats them down, finest dust. Okay, which means you know how long it takes to mill something down to like a powder. That's what he said. That's that's some good grinding. He grinded them people down to powder and threw them out like dirt. Threw the situation out like dirt. Threw the sickness out like dirt. Threw the money issue out like dirt. Threw whatever it is out like dirt. Because that's what it is. It's nothing. It's trash compared to what you're going to get. I have not seen nor have heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has for you. Just say it. Okay? Just saying. All that interconnects to this one thing that God is concerned about what concerns you. God contends with those who contends against you. And those, like I said, don't have to be people. I know we use those as a person, but those it's just situations. Those are, you know, it could be calamity. Those could be a tragedy. Those could be a thought, a word, a saying, a feeling. But he's going to contend against those things for you. If you feel stuck or trapped or whatever, God contends against that. If you feel stressed, God contends against that. If you feel broke, God contends against that. If you feel sick, he contends against it. God contends against those who contends against you. Our brother David is our example. Now, <clears throat> normally I pray and declare the word of God over you, but I did that at the beginning. I want you to get Psalms 18 and read it out loud for yourself. And where he said, David you use your name because we have to make this thing personal. We have to make it personal because he shows mercy to his anointed and to Brittany and her descendants forevermore. So that's your example. And, and he shows mercy to his anointed and to insert your name and your gender Descendants forevermore. I want to thank you for joining me today and tuning in to another episode of Be Well With Me. If this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, comment, rate, and review the podcast. Your feedback will mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at Be Well underscore with B. 
Until next time, I appreciate you for spending time with me on this journey to complete wellness. See you in the next episode. Thank you.